Do you need a new or optimized website for your indoor playground or soft play rental business? Well, we now have a team of professional web designers ready to help you bring your vision to life. Our designs marry your aesthetic with what's been proven to work time and time again in this industry. And since we only work with play-based business owners, we have designing high converting websites that can be a complete game changer for your revenue and income down to a science. And we make it really affordable. Head to the show notes for example sites and pricing information. And yes, you can get the professional yet beautiful website of your dreams on the website platform of your choice for less than $800. You can even book a free call with our web design team if you have questions or want to talk about your specific needs. If you want us to, we'll even do all of your tech setup and software integrations so you don't have to lift a finger. We look forward to helping you convert your vision into reality and in turn, convert more browsers into buyers. Head to the show notes for all of our web design information. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, playmakers, welcome back. So in this episode, I wanted to share some ideas for ways that you can grow your revenue as we head into 2024. And one thing I've really been trying to do lately is challenge myself to come up with ways to help you expand your business, not necessarily by launching brand new revenue streams or doing anything groundbreaking or drastic, but Rather, expanding on the skills and resources you likely already have at your disposal. Because the Lord knows things are expensive right now, and you may not be able to invest thousands of dollars in new play structures or a new piece of kitchen equipment or adding a cafe to your business. So today we are talking about how to expand your revenue with balloons. Again, something you likely already dabble in at the very least, especially if you host birthday parties, which I assume you do if you're listening to this podcast. However, even if you already offer balloons as a service, I would bet that you aren't maximizing the revenue potential of this offering. So let's talk about it, shall we? Before we get into this, though, I do have a quick disclaimer. So while I really sincerely try to never talk about something on this podcast, if I do not have direct personal experience with it, there does come a time where I make some exceptions, and this is one of them. So usually when I'm not the expert on a specific topic or if I don't have that direct personal experience with a topic that I really want to share with you, I'll usually have a guest expert with me on the show so I can have a conversation with them and I'll give them a platform to share their knowledge because, of course, that's much more authentic and also because they can dive into their area of expertise much better than I can, right? I wouldn't do it justice. However, my go-to balloon expert, who happens to be Tal, the owner of Art Factory and Play Cafe in Virginia, she is crazy busy expanding her space right now, 
Plus, she has already been insanely generous with her time, and she already did a full guest expert training with video for us inside of Playmaker Society. So while I do hope to have her on a future show sometime very soon, what I'm going to do in this episode is share some of the ideas from that training that she provided to Playmaker Society members, as well as some notes and takeaways that I took from that training. And I'm also going to link to a clip from that training that I posted on YouTube like a couple years back. But because there's visuals that just wouldn't translate to an audio platform like a podcast, I'm going to only share the takeaways here and then I'm going to direct you to the show notes if you want, again, the clip of that training or if you'd like to sign up for Play Cafe Academy or Playmaker Society, where you can gain access to that full training along with many, many other guest expert trainings presented by everyone from Starbucks managers to accountants to nonprofit experts to an HR and team management professional to other successful Play Cafe owners and really everyone in between, including, of course, yours truly. So again, disclaimer, I did not take my own advice on this one. I definitely did not maximize the revenue potential of balloons in my business. And balloons were really not becoming as on-trend as they are now until after I sold my business. So again, I didn't take my own advice on this one, but man, I wish I did. And I have helped dozens and dozens of other Play Cafe owners really maximize this potential. So again, even though I didn't do this myself, I have plenty of experience helping others do so. I really wish that I had anticipated this trend and been a bit more ahead of the curve, but if you are currently underutilizing this revenue stream's potential, don't worry, it is not too late. It is too late for me, but it's not too late for you. You can still expand your customer base and better serve your current customers by implementing some of the ideas in this episode. So while this isn't a full step-by-step training like I often will do on this podcast, I did compile a checklist of all the items you'll need to actually execute these ideas, and I also wrote down every single major takeaway that I had from Tail's full guest expert training. So while you may be missing the full video if you're not a Playmaker Society member, No need to take detailed notes during this episode. Just head to the show notes or go to michellecarawana.com slash balloons for your free downloadable checklist and tip sheet. And that should be a great place to get started if this is something that you're interested in diving deeper into. But without further ado, let's talk about some ways that you can add revenue to your business with balloons. And I'm going to give you four different ideas. All right, so the first is party add-ons. Now, this is the most obvious one and the one that most of you are probably already doing, so I figured we would just start here and get it out of of the way. Balloons are one of the most profitable party add-on options for play space owners because while they do take time and skill to assemble, the direct cost of the goods used to make balloon decor are often low compared to what you can charge meaning the profit margin is very high, especially if you're making them yourself as the owner. Now, if you're having a team member do it, of course your profit will be slightly less. But once a team member is trained and experienced in designing balloon art, they can typically get simple designs done very quickly. And that brings me to the first balloon option that's really on trend right now, and that is balloon garlands. 
So I love garlands for several reasons. The first is that they make a big impact on your party room or your party space, and they usually make for a fantastic photo backdrop or cake table display. A well-done balloon garland can really transform a party space from meh to wow. Plus, they're very profitable, as I mentioned. Just yesterday, I put together a 12 or 13-foot balloon garland for my son's party at our house, and start to finish, it took me less than an hour, even though it's been well over a year since I made any balloon garlands, and I was doing it all myself. Considering many play spaces charge around $20 per foot of balloon garlands, I could have easily charged $240 or more for that garland. The balloons to assemble it cost me around $30, and if I had to pay a team member for that work, it would have cost me about $20 in labor because New York State's minimum wage is pretty high. So using our profit margin calculation, that is an 80% profit margin. So again, to calculate profit margin, we're taking the revenue, so $240, we're subtracting our cost, which in this case would be $50 because it's $30 for the goods and $20 in labor. And then we're dividing that by the revenue, again, getting an 80% profit margin when we take that decimal and multiply it by 100. So 80% profit margin is a really healthy profit margin. As you know, if you listen to this podcast, I generally like to see above a 60% profit margin for all of my products and services. So this definitely passes that test. And I also love garlands because they can be made in advance. So as long as you're using high quality balloons and your space doesn't fluctuate much in temperature, you can blow your balloons up at the very least or fully assemble the garland a day or two before. So this can be a great thing that team members can do during some downtime or at the end of their shift if they're looking for some extra hours. And then the next option for party add-ons is helium. And this is still highly profitable, but maybe less so because right now helium tanks can be tricky to find and keep filled. And Helium is definitely more expensive right now as it has been in the past. The upside of helium balloons, though, is that the balloons will still make a huge impact on the space and they take much less time to assemble than a garland. The downside is that while the profit margin may be higher, the gross profit will be lower. So what do I mean by that? Well, let's say for 12 balloons blown up with helium, let's say you can charge $50 for it. The direct cost is low, right? Like $5 for 12 balloons and the ribbon and maybe some weights for those balloons. So doing our calculations again, we get a 90% profit margin. So again, we're charging $50. So we're taking $50 minus $5 over $50 and then multiplying by 100, which again gives us a 90% profit margin. So many people will look at that, you know, especially people who went to business school and haven't actually operated a business in the real world. So they'll look at that and they'll say, well, I should be doing all helium balloons, right? Since the margin is 10% higher. And the answer is not necessarily. Your gross profit from the 12 balloons would be $45, whereas your gross profit, actual cash collected minus direct costs, 
with the garland would be $190. So that's $145 more you're collecting that can go towards your rent, your payroll, your owner's compensation, or your other operating costs. I'm not saying gross profit is always the most important, but it is a factor I consider when deciding which options you want to focus on or promote the most. Because when it comes down to it, more cash is more cash. And that does make a difference. All right, the next party add-on option I wanted to mention is balloon columns. And I'm going to kind of group in columns, marquees, arches, anything that doesn't need to be hung, right, in a fixed spot. I love these options because they give you a lot of flexibility, and again, they can be reused days and days in a row. Plus, these also don't require helium. The last thing I wanted to mention for party add-on options is balloons on a stick. And I love these for an affordable option if you don't have a helium tank and can't do balloon bundles. This gives customers an option of adding balloons to their decor without shelling out hundreds for a balloon garland. We used to charge $25 for balloons on a stick, which was, again, nearly all profit since the sticks were reusable and the balloons cost just a few dollars. So again, we're talking like 90% plus profit margin. One thing to watch out for though, again, this is something I had to learn the hard way, If you do want to reuse your sticks, you need to tell your customers that. I've seen many customers just assume that they can walk out with the balloons on a stick at the end. And just really quickly, I'm going to mention balloons on a stick in a different context in a few minutes. So what I mean here is literally like a centerpiece of balloons on a stick. So they're table decor and they're used in a very similar way to helium balloons. The only difference is that instead of the balloons floating with helium, they're just, you know, stuck up on a plastic stick that you can get from Amazon or a party supply store. I'm not talking about one-off balloons on a stick that you can sell to your open play customers. That is something different, and we are going to talk about that. But again, for your party add-ons, you can do garlands, you can do helium balloons, you can do columns, marquees, arches, or you can do balloons on a stick. There are so many options here. So again, depending on what you have at your disposal and what you're willing to learn, there is really something for everyone here. All right. The second kind of idea that I wanted to give you is retail balloons. And again, speaking of balloons on a stick, when I visited Tal at Art Factory and Play Cafe, she had really cool animal and character balloons on a stick available for individual sale at her cafe counter, again, for open play customers. And since both of my kiddos are really, really picky eaters, and they weren't too interested in any of her pastries or cupcakes, even though I did have one and it was delicious, this balloon on a stick gave me an option as a parent to give my kids a little reward for behaving well during our visit without having to spend like $25 on a toy or on a cookie that they just wouldn't eat that I would end up eating, even though I already had one. I think the cost of both balloons on a stick, one for each of my kids, it came to under $10, which was super reasonable in my opinion, since these lasted them days and days and gave them plenty of entertainment. And you don't need helium for this. So again, it's very easy to get started and very cheap and simple to execute. You can literally hop on Amazon right now, get all the supplies for under $20 and have this up and running within 20 minutes. 
And this can absolutely be a way for you to increase one of the most important metrics that I have Play Cafe owners track, and that is average spend per visit. And if you're multitasking, again, come back to me because this is really important. You want to make sure that you are always tracking your customer's average spend per visit because this is something that makes a big difference to your bottom line. And this balloon on a stick option is especially important if you don't have a cafe to rely on to increase your customer's average spend per visit. We all know by now that the tricky part as place space owners is getting people in the door. Once they're in though, that's the easy part. So it's up to us as owners to make it as easy and attractive as possible for people to keep spending money well after they've paid for admission. So stop right now and ask yourself, am I doing everything I can right now to increase my average revenue per customer visit? And if you don't like feeling salesy, you don't need to, you know, be an evil genius, you know, rubbing your hands together going, mwahaha, you know, how can I suck as much money as possible from each of my customers today, right? No one's asking you to do that. Instead, try asking yourself, what problems could I be solving for my customers that I'm not solving already? So let me give you some examples. We just talked about balloon garlands, right? That's solving a customer problem, right? They want a big impact. They want to wow their guests. They want to make their kiddos happy, but maybe they don't have the skill or the time or the expertise or the will to put together a balloon garland themselves. So they want you to do the garland for them and they're willing to pay you to solve that problem. Or maybe they don't want to run around to a different party store to get balloons, to get cakes, to get food. Maybe they don't want to do all of that running around the day of their child's party. So they'd rather just pay you for that convenience. Maybe, you know, they just want to spend the day relaxing and making memories with their families. And they'd rather you do all the decorating, right? We're solving a problem there. We're not just sucking money from our customers for no reason. There is a true benefit to the service that we're providing them. And the same goes with balloons on a stick, right? Maybe a child is having a meltdown and the parent just wants to get out of there and give their kids something that's going to cheer them up, but again, not spend $20 or $30 on a Melissa and Doug toy set or something like that. You're solving their problem by giving them something that just costs a few dollars and it's going to make their kid happy. So whether it's, whether it's you know, preventing or uh, you know, de-escalating a meltdown or if it's a reward for good behavior, you're solving a problem for your customers. So again, stop and ask yourself, what problems could I be solving for my customers that I'm not already? And that will give you a very ethical, a very authentic way of increasing your customer's average spend per visit. And it's going to help you feel really good while doing that. All right, the third idea I wanted to give you is balloon kits or a balloon bar. So while the first two ideas were really more about better serving your current customers, the last two ideas I want to leave you with are ways for you to really expand the number of customers that you have the potential to serve in your local area. And I'm really shocked at how many place space owners who are already offering balloons in some way aren't doing this. But again, no judgment because, hey, I didn't do this either. I know that as an owner, you are doing a million zillion things any given day. 
And I know that being an indoor playground owner doesn't leave you with a lot of physical or mental energy to innovate or always be thinking of your next new offer. And that, my friend, is exactly why I created this podcast, because now I do have the time and energy and space to help you think of these things. So again, quick you know, plug, if you find any of these tips helpful, the best way that you can say thank you or show support for me or for the show is to leave a rating interview wherever you are listening so that I can keep thinking of these new ideas of ways that you can grow and optimize and scale your business. But anyway, another way that you can make retail sales work for balloons is you can sell non-blown up balloons to your customers. Since you will likely already have a retail account set up with a high quality balloon supplier like Qualitex or something similar, use that to your advantage since your customers will typically not have access to high quality balloons. And again, here we go again, solving problems for our customers and growing our revenue in the process. So sure, you might have to do a bit of education with your customers about why they might want to buy balloons from you and spend a bit more money for better quality. But I'm telling you, many customers will value that quality and they'll be willing to pay for it. So you can sell individual balloons, you can sell garland kits, which is one of my favorite ways to utilize this strategy, or you can teach balloon classes or give tutorials. There are so many ways to make retail sales with balloons. So really put some thought behind this one and make sure you come up with an idea that fits with your expertise. So if you are like me and you really struggle to put together garlands and it's not your favorite thing to do, Maybe balloon classes aren't for you. Maybe balloon garland kits are a better option. Again, there are so many ways to make this work. And a key here is you want to be sure to differentiate yourself. One of the takeaways I wrote down from Tal's training is that if you have a ton of party city type stores in your area, that's okay. Just offer something different that the big that the the big box stores like Party City or Walmart just wouldn't have the capacity to. This could mean custom garland kits or really creative color schemes or themes bigger stores don't have. So for example, you could allow people to, you know, fill out a Google form on your website and say, hey, you know, my son is doing this really unique theme and I called around to all the area stores and no one has anything for me or Amazon doesn't have a kit with this color scheme or something like that. Allow them to request certain colors or send inspiration pictures, and you can use all of the resources that, again, you probably already have at your disposal and order balloons custom for them or put together a custom garland kit that they can then take home and blow up or assemble themselves or something like that. Again, do something different. I talked about this a lot in episode 233, right? DSD, do something different. There is plenty of space to differentiate yourself and there's plenty of room for everyone. Whether you have a lot of balloon artists in your area or you have other play spaces in your area or you have a ton of party supply stores, just do your research and DSD, do something different. I promise you there is space for you to make money with this. All right, and that brings us to my last idea, balloon art for pickup. So again, the last idea I wanted to leave you with 
is another way to expand your potential customer base. So at the top of this episode, I talked about providing ready-to-go balloon art and bunches and things like that to customers having events at your space. But what if you could become the go-to balloon supplier for all your area's events? And again, not just with pickup-to-go kits for people that maybe wouldn't have been having a party at your event space anyway, whether that's due to the nature of their event or the age of their kids or the whatever holiday they're celebrating or whatever the case may be. Again, what if you could become the go-to balloon supplier for all your area's events? Now, if there are a ton of balloon artists in your area, as I mentioned, I still want you to listen up. I'm not saying that you need to steal all their customers or spend all weekend installing balloons. An asset you can use to your advantage that not a lot of other people in your area can say they have is a physical business. So you can DSD here, do something different again, and create a new offer leveraging this asset. You can allow people who want balloons at their event, but A, do not want to go the full DIY route, you know, with your balloon garland kits or something like that, right? Maybe they don't have the time or the skill or et cetera. For whatever reason, they don't want to go the full DIY route with your balloon garland kits. Or B, they don't have the budget to hire a full in-person balloon artist. There is a need for a middle ground here, and that might be where you can live. So you can offer garlands, bouquets, marquees, bunches, anything we've talked about to this point, and you can either deliver it, yes, or you can allow people to pick up their balloons at your location. Again, this would not take any extra investment if you're already offering balloon services to your own clients. And now, boom, you've opened up an entire world of new revenue potential. So instead of just being able to serve families who have kids, let's say, under six years old, you can now serve anyone celebrating literally any event whether that's a graduation, a wedding or a baby shower, a 40th birthday party, a retirement, anything. And this could kind of fall under retail sales, but I've seen a lot of spaces do like back to school balloon marquees or birthday marquees that people can pick up and surprise their kiddos with when they get off the bus or holiday marquees. I've seen a ton of people do just holiday balloon bunches that parents can come pick up and gift to their child or their parent, or they can bring to, you know, maybe somebody in a nursing home that they're a caregiver for. There are really so many options for grab and go balloon art that I truly, truly can't believe more play spaces aren't taking advantage of it. So anyway, to finish off this episode, I literally just wanted to read you off my list of takeaways from Tal's training. These aren't in any sort of order. These are just the notes I took. And again, if you don't have a pen handy, no worries. I have this list as well as a checklist of supplies you'll need to get started with any of the four ideas I gave you. I have it linked in the show notes, or you can go to michellecarawana.com slash balloons. So again, just to wrap up before I get into the list, we went over four ideas that you can increase your revenue heading into 2024 with balloons. So we talked about party add-ons. We talked about retail balloons. We talked about balloon kits or a balloon bar, and then we talked about balloons for pickup. So again, here is my list of tales, tips, and takeaways from her training that she did inside of Playmaker Society. All right. 
Number one, start with a few designs, but buy in multiples to keep it simple. So for example, if you're going to offer Elsa or whatever the most popular thing is in your area right now, maybe it's bluey or something like that. Start with just a few popular designs, but buy in multiples. So buy 20 of Elsa and 20 of Bluey instead of buying one or two of a bunch of different themes. Next tip is say yes as often as possible to special visions and blowing up outside balloons if possible. Again, you're going to want to set expectations. So if people are utilizing low quality balloons, you want to make sure that you have it in your contract that You're not responsible for any balloons popping or deflating or anything like that, but Tail suggests to say yes as often as possible to special requests. The next tip is to start with simple bouquets for birthdays, holidays, and occasions. You don't have to go bigger or go home right away. You can start simple. Next, use balloons to upsell everything. So parties, events, open play gifts. Use balloons to upsell at every opportunity you get. Next is find a balloon distributor you trust. Do not use Amazon. So again, you want to use high quality balloons here to best serve our customers and deliver on their expectations. Next tip is to upsell to balloons close to the party date, not at the booking date. So people might get overwhelmed when they're choosing their party date and they might not know what the theme is going to be or what budget they're working with or what they might need. So make sure that in your email sequence or when you're calling people to finalize their party details, that's the time you really want to upsell to balloons. Next tip is take tons of pictures of every design you make to share on social media, right? If you're already assembling all these designs, you might as well be making marketing assets out of what you're already creating. Next tip is use balloon bags when delivering to keep bouquets clean and untangled and This is definitely a tip that I wish I had heard while I was offering this. Next is do the opposite of what the dollar store and party city are doing to stand out, right? We already mentioned this. Do something different. Next tip is store balloons out in the open to draw attention to the service. So if you have a bunch of balloons that are ready to be picked up, or if you have a garland that you've designed ready for a party later that day, Don't be afraid to store it out in the open. It's going to prompt customers to want to learn more or ask questions, or maybe it will inspire them to add it to their party, or who knows, maybe it will inspire a new booking. So don't be afraid to leave them out in the open. You don't necessarily need to stash them away. Next tip is offer balloons, not just for parties, but again, graduations, baby arrivals, Easter. There are so many opportunities. Next is encourage out-of-town gifters to include balloons with gift cards. So for example, again, this is an opportunity to upsell. If you're offering gift card sales for Christmas or another holiday, at the checkout process, allow them to add balloons on when that person picks up up the gift card. Or maybe you can personally deliver the gift card and throw in a balloon bouquet or something like that to make it extra, extra special. Because again, we're serving little kids here a lot of times with our gift cards, but little kids don't necessarily, you know, understand the value of a gift card, right? They want a toy or something like that. But if that person doesn't necessarily want to purchase a toy or just wants to do something different, a balloon bouquet or marquee is a really cool and creative way to, again, upsell and solve a problem for your customers. 
Next is remember you are providing a boutique service, not just a product, so don't be afraid to charge for it. Next tip is keep the chemistry in mind. So you want to educate yourself on oxidation, shrinking and expanding when temperatures fluctuate, all that good stuff. Next tip is to try using two helium tanks so you never run out. Again, if helium is something that you're going to want to experiment with. Next tip is never buy single-use helium tanks from Walmart or anywhere like that. Not only is it going to completely deplete your profit margin, they're not very reliable and they're crazy, crazy expensive and they're not environmentally friendly, especially if you're you know, disposing of them in a way that you're not supposed to, right? You're not returning them. Next tip is keep a wide variety of weights and ribbon on hand for colorful displays. So buy these in bulk and you can reuse them. Next is Mylar balloons last several days. So sell those whenever possible. So again, if you're doing a balloon menu or something like that, include as much Mylar as possible because they last way longer than typical latex balloons, meaning you can make them well in advance. Next is educate your customers on their orders. So you, if someone's picking up balloons or if someone's going to want to pick up a balloon garland kit to assemble it, provide a link to a video tutorial or a fact sheet like, hey, don't store your balloons in your garage because they're going to deflate. Or, you know, if you're putting balloons outside, you might want to take XYZ precautions, right? You want to provide the best possible service because we're doing something different, right? We're providing a boutique service and we're charging a lot for it. So to give the best customer experience possible, you want to make sure you're providing a download or a PDF or some sort of way to educate your customers on their orders so that they have a successful experience and they leave you a review or maybe recommend you to their friend or party guests or whoever, leading to more and more revenue. And then the last tip is you are making special art. Don't be afraid to charge for it. All right, again, if you want the full training that Tail provided us so generously, head to the show notes and download these tips and your checklist or join Playmaker Society for the full training. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, shameless plug, if you found any of this helpful, the best way can, the best way that you can show support for the show or for me is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. All right, I will see you right back here on Wednesday. Have a great day, Playmakers. Playmakers.